Welcome to another episode of the Dirty Sports Podcast. I'm your host, Andy Ruther, coming to you live from Cincinnati, Ohio, with my co-host from Los Angeles, California, Joey No Chill Prano. Hello, Andy. Morning to you. Morning to you. <laughs> Got it. Go. I think I just realized I still have some uh, cream cheese in my in my mustache from from the bagel I just smashed. Uh, like the casualties of the mustache. All right. I, think I can't good. even remember you without the stash. It's been a while since it's been on now. Since since it's been on for for reels. Like I was going through some old photos on my phone clearing out things and i saw a few and i was like wow so apparently it looks like without a mustache yeah it wasn't many but there's a couple yeah i mean i had i i had a beard forever and uh you know i, I went through a short window a couple years ago where i was clean shaven for a minute but i mean i'm pr i'm pretty much stash exclusive since i think when i broke my knee i like let it all like you know obviously i wasn't like shaving or whatever just got like super straggly and then whatever and then the first chance i had to like shower and whatever i like took a shower and like just shaved every bit of my face off grew a beard back shaved it into a mustache and then i think that's it i think it's been on since then does three that's that's about almost three and a half years yeah, probably about three years ago that it was like okay. that, I, yeah. that I went back to the stash, you know, after the whole recovery and everything like that. Yeah, 2020, man. Yeah. I mean, Nick was living on the couch at that point. Yeah, because I remember the first time I actually went for a walk uh, was, I think, when the second or third episode of The Last Dance aired. That was the first time I was able to, like, go outside and go for a walk with like a cane. And I had a beard then. You still got that cane? I do, yeah. Walk around like a pimp with that thing. Yeah. I wish I, I need to get a cane. Just to get a cane. I, I saw a woman last night. I couldn't stop laughing. She walked right into Kroger. Perfectly normal. Not even like large or obese or anything. Woman walked right into Kroger. Just got right on the motorized car. I was like, that's a pretty baller move. Yeah, You're yeah. just like, eh, I don't feel like walking. Yeah. Like, how does that work? I don't even know. Like, can you just hop on one? I think so. Probably. Maybe I have to give him your ID or something like that. I've told the story on this show a couple of times about Mikey getting the, the motorized cart when we were at a casino. He was like talking to some guys like, what happened? You guys like, oh, I like hurt my knee or whatever. And my Mikey was like, oh, it's not your cart. He's like, no, they give them to you here. He's got like, give me your idea. Mikey was like, I'll be back. And the next thing I knew, he came back with a motorized car with a 30, 30 pack of Miller Lite in the front basket. And the casino was like, sir, you can't be bringing your own beer around. That's, unbel that's unbelievable. Yeah. And then he, and then he, he was, he was driving. He, so he put it in the elevator and he went to drive the 30 pack up to our like hotel room. 
And there's a great video. I got to find it. There's a great video of him like, like uh dash cam view of him, like driving down the hallway in his cart with the 30 rack in the, in the basket, going to put it in the room. And he just drives straight into like, like an archway, like, you know, like yeah. an area of the hallway where like, it, like doors are. And he just like clips it and he just laughs like to himself. He's like, <laughs> That's awesome. so he just runs directly into it. It's like a major hallway accident. Yeah, man. I think that's the move. Get the motorized car. Just go all yeah. over town. I love when I see people like um, Anthony uh, Davis is that's how he's going to leave the next time he gets hurt. You know, that again, it, it, it that whole series is going to come down to him. I think. Because he's right, he's going to be the only one to control Jokic. Like they don't. Like, well, I mean, yeah, it, I guess it depends on how you look at it. Like what what coming down, but I think in in reality, yes. Like you know, the stat heads, uh, the the box score watchers, whatever. Like it could end up coming down to a lot of other people based on like who has some big games here and there. But like almost Anthony Davis can can play sort of mediocre statistical basketball in this series and the Lakers could win provided he's playing defense defense on Jokic. And it's like, you don't need six blocks a game. You need, you actually need like zero blocks a game because you're holding him to like passing the ball up. Sure. No, a hundred percent. It's probably really exciting being there because I think people forget the Lakers win the title in 2020. That's the bubble. They fluke bubble year. Yeah. They sucked for years. Like Kobe's last years, people forget they sucked. So there wasn't that buzz in the city. So now you have playoff, legit playoff basketball back yeah. for probably the first time in 10 years. Yeah, absolutely. My and, fluke and, bubble comment, Bob, obviously sarcastic, is anybody who followed our Twitter knows I put up basketball casuals to the fluke bubble. Now here we are couple years later with literally the exact same conference finals on both sides. Well, and also the Eastern conference finals last year was the same yep. two teams. Yep. Now the teams are different, like Denver of course and the Lakers, but I think- the, but the basis of the teams are the same, you know, the, the, the reason they got there isn't suddenly, you know, uh, like, whoever leaves and, and Jokic comes or LeBron comes or Tatum comes or Jimmy Butler comes. I mean, if you had, if you had Philly in there, obviously you'd be like, okay, we have Harden who arrived, but like, as far as the, the guys leading the charge go, it's pretty much the same dudes. No, for sure. But like I'm saying the Lakers is obviously you have Anthony Davis, LeBron, the Nuggets, you have Jamal Murray, uh, Michael Porter Jr. And, and Jokic, like the, like those five guys are the, are the main guys that are back. But I, I see what you're saying. Like it's, it's the same core, the same teams. A lot of things happen. Like you know, injuries have kind of really bit the Lakers the last few years. Yeah, I think that's I think that's what people who say like that the the bubble didn't count or the bubble was a fluke or whatever are not understanding is like actually those those are the teams that are like have been consistently have have a certain level of talent especially in star players on their team to get there i mean you look at the the suns right like the suns were in the finals a couple years ago 
had they gotten to the conference finals, like this is a different team. This is a Kevin Durant Suns team now. You know, if uh, if if the Warriors are back there, you're like, okay, you know, they they're, they're essentially obviously the same team that they were last year, but not the same team as they were four years ago or whatever. And when you look at why some of those teams that are in there now didn't get there the last couple of years. Okay. You have, you know, a LeBron and Anthony Davis injury in the West. And, you know, so I don't know. I think to, to me, you look at these teams that are, you have an eight seed and a one seed in the East and you have a seven seed and a one seed in the West. It's like, it really almost kind of doesn't matter provided your stars are healthy and ready to go and ready to perform down the stretch. Yeah, for sure. I mean, the yeah, the seeding it really doesn't seem to matter as much obviously this year, but but a lot of years like you 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 well, you've had obviously very exciting playoffs. It's probably one of the best playoffs I can remember in my lifetime. You're going to have what's shaping up for a, a great conference finals as far as matchups and star power and teams. You have a lot of question marks with coaches, and this continues now, right? Like the Doc Rivers problem rears its head again. Like I, I just I, at what point? I saw a great I saw a great list of statistics. I'm going to pull it up right now. Yeah, please do, because I was about to say, at what point are we just going to? I mean, this is going on 20 years, guys. We're just going to retread and retread. I did, not, I did not fact check these personally. I did not fact check these personally, but these all seem like legit statistics to me. Doc Rivers has lost an NBA record 32 closeout games. Doc has lost an NBA record seven series when lose when leading 3-2. He's lost an NBA record 10 game sevens. And he's lost an NBA record 12 series when holding a series lead. And then, of course, we have the 3-3-1 losses was that a tweet that was a tweet you should shoot that to me so i can just take a look at that that's again that that's all i need to know that's all i need to know man i I just don't understand why he just keeps getting chances he keeps getting chances because he takes teams to the playoffs and he takes teams deep in the playoffs. Yeah, but what's and, your goal? What's your goal? Your goal should be to win a title, not yep. go deep in the playoffs or make yep. it to the playoffs. Um, I was arguing with somebody about, I don't know what the topic was, something in the NBA. Uh, I think it might have just been Jordan, LeBron. What, what, what is it usually? You know, and somebody said, and somebody said, Doc Rivers thinks Michael Jordan. And I go, who gives a shit? Like Doc Rivers, like, and and the dude was like a legendary NBA coach. I was like legendary for his absolute choking failures. Like it's actually kind of remarkable. Doc Rivers has been coaching since the late nineties and has a thousand NBA wins. What, what's the, do we have a comparison for him for another sport? I mean, we're going. We're going. We're we're, we're going to be approaching twenty five years. That's what I'm saying. Like, I can't think of a comparison 
for another coach or manager with that sort of longevity, who's only won one title, who's blown so many leads, blown so many game clinching or, you know, whatever it is when it's on the line, he doesn't win when it matters. He got one. He got one with Kevin Garnett, Ray Allen and Paul Pierce. Who was your manager when the Reds won? Is it Pinella? Lou Pinella. That's his only one, right? Yeah. I think that's his only win. He had a lot of... He had the Rays, he had the Cubs, he had the Mariners. I mean, he had... Oh, you're hitting me with Sweet Lou. The Yankees, of course. I mean, he had a fair amount of good squads. He finished first. I'll I'll just look. He finished first. One. I mean, two, it's it's, three, it's obviously four. not the same. Basketball coaching and NBA and MLB managership is not the same. But I can I actually the reason my head went to Lou Pinella and I just had somebody else in my mind. Oh, Dusty, who obviously just won. Um. The only the reason I immediately went to baseball is like it's the only place where you can kind of be a guy who manages teams really well for a long time and keeps the job without winning a title because baseball is so tricky and so like you know it's it's almost two different seasons and there's only so much you can do, especially when it comes to playoffs, if you don't have the pitching and it, or if the pitching doesn't step up or whatever. So like, that's why my head went to baseball because really, especially in the NFL and a slightly less so in the NBA, it's like, if you're not there contending, going to Super Bowls or going to NBA finals or going to conference championship rounds, you're, you, you just don't make it. Well, you know what else I would like to see? I would like to see who he's losing to. So so my point is this when I said, I mean the coach, because he has such a track record. I'm not trying to take anything away from uh what's the Celtics coach name? Uh Joe Missoula. Missoula, but like he's the first year. You know what I'm saying? Like he's been bad. Joe Missoula's been bad. Like you're Straight getting out, out bad. Okay, so 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 you think he's been bad, and I don't know enough about him, but you're getting out coached by first year guys, my point. And you're yeah. up three, two. You're getting out coached, man. You've and been doing this 25 even, I years. Don't, I don't even necessarily know if even Joe Missoula is out coaching him, but it's like that, that is what the Sixers, the Sixers potential to win a series against a team that is significantly more talented from top to bottom. Now, the Sixers have the MVP. Right. James Harden had a great series. Um, So top heavy wise, the Sixers are there, but top to bottom, the Celtics have a better series, but uh, yeah, sorry, a better, a better roster, but um, this should be the advantage you have. This is the advantage he'd had over the Knicks with a more talented team. When the Heat have significant guys out, you're missing guys, and the Knicks have 
you know, on paper, better talent to start the series. And what happens to Julius Randle, who obviously I have been very critical of, but like he's completely fucking shut down in the series. Like where is Doc Rivers in just going like, let's take Jason Tatum away. Where is Doc Rivers in strategizing like an offensive game plan for Embiid where he's not getting locked up by Al Horford in a game seven? So I just put into YouTube previous titles search because I knew we had a few Doc Rivers. This shows nothing's changed. Right after the bubble, this is September 17, 2020. It's actually you, Tug, and I. Doc Rivers is who Prano thought he was, is the title. <laughs> June 21st, 2021, a year later, after that NBA Finals, Doc Brown is a better coach than Doc Rivers. <laughs> <laughs> I'm saying, like, those are from three and four seasons ago. Like, like how, my point is, on our show, how many times are we going to do this? How many times are we going to discuss and say, Doc Rivers ain't that guy? He's he's that dude in the grocery store saying you ain't that guy. He ain't that guy. He's well, just and, not. And and listen, I think I've been very clear, especially going back a couple of weeks ago before it was announced. I thought there was no doubt about it. In my opinion, there was no doubt about it that Jokic was winning the MVP. Now Embiid won it, and Embiid certainly had an argument to win it. So that's kind of where we are with Doc Rivers right now. It's like, you, you're not the Clippers going up against the Warriors. No. You're not whatever. You have the the league MVP, whether it's sort of rightful or not. It's not like he, they lost to the Nuggets. You know, you have the number, you have the best player on the floor. What, what do you do to it? Like, what do you do with it? it like, I mean, the bizarro world, I mean, just the flipping of the numbers. In a game seven, Jason Tatum has 51, and Embiid has 15? Yeah, it's crazy. I know. But they're just going to, he's just going to keep getting recycled. Like, there's well, no way to say. fired, right? No. I don't know he's going to get recycled if he doesn't fucking get thrown out. But I know, but my point is, after the Sixers, he'll go somewhere else. And then you have the Suns firing Monty Williams, which, you know, I think I think is, is more of an interesting discussion. Did he deserve that firing? Because he goes to the finals just a couple years ago. And then he plays, you know, this Nuggets team pretty tough. And you're also, like... You didn't give them a full season with these guys. Like they looked really good at times in this series in terms of like, oh man, if they come out and have this game tomorrow, like this is a different series. Now they got blown out to be eliminated, but like to me, you can fire Monty Williams if you want. But then the question is also, who are you hiring? And then the other thing is like, yeah, if we're not looking at it in a vacuum, 
in a league where Doc Rivers can just always have a job, the idea that Monty Williams like Doc Rivers has Doc Rivers been to a fucking finals without an all time super team? <laughs> Three Hall of Famers. Here's I guess my, he did went to the did he go to that finals with the magic way back when? Was that him? Or was he already on this? No, he was in the Celtics, man. Wait, what do you mean way back when? Like the 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 uh the Shaq one? No, the he was still playing. The, yeah. The Dwight Howard one? Yeah. No, he, he was, was coaching already, the, he was already he was coaching the Celtics. Celtics. Uh, yeah. yeah, he was coaching the Celtics. Here's my problem with the Monty Williams hiring or firing, I'm sorry. They were complete dog shit before he got there. This is their wins. Let me go through the four years before he was hired. They win 23 wins, 24, 21, and 19. I mean, they weren't just bad. They were awful for four years. It'll be interesting if this is like if if we get the coaching carousel now. It'll be interesting if Budenholzer ends up somewhere and Nick Nurse ends up somewhere and Monty Williams ends up somewhere. But like to me, this reeks of the new owner. This reeks of he trades for Durant. He's getting in fights with Jokic. He like this is like, hey, I'm the new guy. I'm gonna put my imprint on the team. I own them now. But again, you were dog shit before he got there. Yeah, did they have a real disappointing year last year with the best record, and they don't even make it to the Western Conference Finals? Sure, they to me, to- always like. Again, I understand that you got blown out. But to me, and this is the same thing we always talk about with LeBron's finals appearances or and and in some way, I guess the Doc Rivers situation to some degree, but like how often is can Doc get this as an excuse? It's like for Monty Williams, like you're not you weren't favored to win that series. You're not expected to win that series. Sure. I didn't think you were going to win that series. Like, if you go back to when um, they traded for Durant, I still said, I said they might make the Western Conference Finals, but I still don't think that they're better than Denver. Um, Like, to me, firing a guy for not overachieving more is always, I mean, obviously, listen, they're like, I have a I have a Mike D'Antoni's face tattooed on my lower back as a tram stamp. You know, like I'm I, no one is a bigger stan of like don't fire a guy who just because he overachieves, but he doesn't overachieve as much as you wish he could have overachieved. But to me, like I actually think the Suns fared better in that series than I expected them to, in a way. Like, sure, it wasn't a seven game series, but like it could have been. Well, and that's what I want to bring up. I don't think he's fired if they win one more game, which is crazy. It's crazy to think, oh, you lost in six, you're fired. If you lose in seven as the underdog, you're not fired. What? Yeah. And I I mean, I think it's Denver wasn't great on the road, but they go to Phoenix in game six. They blow you out. Like, are you not prepared? Blah, 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 blah. But like, again, to me, it's like, I didn't expect you to win this series. Well, and also we discussed it last episode. Now Doc Rivers had the home game to close him out. Sure. And they fucking lost. Then he goes and he gets blown out in a game seven. Well, we discussed it. Like like Kevin, like what is Kevin Durant? I mean, that's the point. 
you know, you, you can put it on the coach and you can fire the coach. Where's KD, KD been without a super team? Like, it's not good, man. And I know it's not just one player. It's five guys on a court and Devin Booker closed with two very bad games, especially for his standards. But it's not good, man. We said it's about his legacy. Shout out to Kellen Winslow Jr. His, his legacy just took another hit. I mean, I don't know what else to say about it. Yeah, I mean, I think there's a couple. Like, to me, the other thing, and and I'm by no means a Kevin Durant defender. I like Kevin Durant. I think Kevin Durant's an all-time top 10-ish, you know, in the realm of top 10-ish player. Um, but, again, this is this comes back to the Monty Williams firing. It's like, dude, you got him at the trade deadline. Like, this isn't baseball. You didn't add a reliever at the trade deadline who like made your bullpen a little bit better. You didn't add Juan Soto in the middle of your lineup. And you're like, okay, we're like, you added a guy to an NBA team. And then for fucking two and a half months. And then you just expect them to go on and win the championship. And that like, is that the level? That's what we're, that's where we're at now. I went and I traded for one of the best players and I paired him with, Devin Booker, you have you have three months to figure it out, become a championship team, or I'm fucking shaking this whole thing up. You want to fire Monty Williams after next season if you guys don't win the if you just if you straight up don't win the title. Like if you go to the finals and you don't win the title next year and you want to fire Monty Williams, to me that makes a lot more sense. Yeah. So we found out our guy. We found out our guy who didn't vote for Jokic. <laughs> amazing. He really is amazing. Like <clears throat> this is Now, did you hear the statement? Did you hear the audio and did you read the Wait, I was talking about Jokic not winning the MVP. Uh, oh, oh. You, so it's Mark Jackson. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And so, and Mark Jackson apologized and explained himself. I have his tweet. Of course it's Mark Jackson. He didn't have him in the top five. So he explained himself, and if you listen to the actual audio, there's an audio recording of it, of him explaining himself. Um, I believe him. Essentially, he's saying that he voted for it almost as if it was like a first-team All-NBA thing. He's like, if you look at my thing, I have one center, two forwards, and two guards. So, like, listen, no one here... I mean, I'm, I, 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 I take a lot of pride in being like an original dunk on Mark Jackson guy. But I believe him in this situation. So he's saying he had Embiid over Jokic, but no doubt about it, Jokic is a, belonged on the MVP list. But essentially, he once he voted for Jokic, that was his center. And then he threw two forwards, and then he threw two guards. Yeah, so he had his top five were Embiid, Giannis, Jason Tatum, SGA, Donovan Mitchell. Well, Joe, I mean, I, I see the point, but if you don't understand how to vote, you shouldn't vote, you fucking idiot. I'm sorry. Like, dude, you don't understand how this works, you shouldn't vote. I agree with you. 
but also what I'm saying is I believe him in that, like, essentially, he this isn't the only thing he's voting for. You know what I mean? He's also voting for first, second, third team, all NBA. He's voting for blah, blah. Like, all these guys vote for all these awards. Hands down, man down. Yeah. Somebody explain how to vote. Hands down, pen down. Your SATs are over. Review your work before you send it in. I just hope somebody is with Mark Jackson when he like like votes on elections and stuff. Somebody can explain things to him. Did you watch, by the way, this is a side sidebar, but it's kind of related. Um, have you watched Air yet? I have not. It's on Amazon Prime. Okay. Um, it's just I'll out. watch it. It's entertaining. Sure. But it's also it's it's got some it's got some thick Jordan propaganda in there. One of my favorite parts, and this isn't a spoiler, is at one point, you know, they've created this character for his mom. And if you listen to any of the the Ben Affleck, Matt Damon talking about it, that they wanted Viola Davis to play his mom. Or no, sorry, Michael Jordan wanted Viola Davis to play his mom. And they were like, great, why don't you just get fucking... Marlon Brando to play your dad. You know what I mean? They were like, dude, it's like the one of the best actors in the world, like to play your mom. And he was like, yeah, that's who I want. So then they like worked hard to get her. And part of working hard to get her is they like increased her role in the movie. They made the mom part like sturdier so that they could sell it to a great actress. Sure. And, and they get her. Um, and they're open about this. This is out there in interviews and whatever. And, and that's fine. It's a movie. Like it's no big deal. But at one point, the Viola Davis character is negotiating with Matt Damon on the phone and starts listing all the things that Michael's going to become in the NBA. And it's so funny because they write a scene where Viola Davis is listing like deep NBA awards. She's like, my son's going to be MVP. Finals MVP, NBA All-Star Game MVP. He going to be Defensive Player of the Year. <laughs> it's like, what? <laughs> like, He's going to have, he's going to lead the league in VORP, PER, box plus minus, <laughs> offensive plus minus. Things you're that like, didn't even exist. <laughs> yeah, and you're like, I don't think Michael Jordan's mom knew about fucking Defensive Player of the Year when Michael no. Jordan was coming out of college. No. You, you're going to give my son a good deal. My son. His value of a replacement play is going to be greater than anything you ever see. I I saw <laughs> I saw a funny one the other day. I couldn't stop laughing. Oh my my! By the way, the reason I brought this up is because Michael Jordan's mom in the movie understands NBA awards more than Mark Jackson in real life. Sure. No, that doesn't you don't know about defensive. Me. You don't know about defensive box plus minus Matt Damon. My son gonna lead it all. I saw a funny one the other day. And it was it was somebody posted on Twitter. It was it was a Jordan fan, and they went back to high school through the Olympics. And according to this, Jordan is eleven and zero. So he's got his six finals. He's got his two Olympics that are golds. Mm-hmm. He's got his high school. He's mm-hmm. got North Carolina. And I'm just like, <laughs> I'm like. In the comments, you know, things worked themselves out, which I knew they would. People were like, wait a second. You're and he wasn't comparing to LeBron, but he was. That was the whole point. It was the underlying theme. And I was laughing. People were like, wait a second. So you have to go back to high school to prove that he's the goat. Like, high school, dude. Like, we're not going back to high school for anybody. Yeah. 
Like, but like, can you imagine about that high? Like, like Jokic was literally probably fighting Russians in high school. Like, like, yeah. like, like we're going back to high school. Like, he was probably in a war or something. Jokic was morbidly obese in high school, and he was like sitting. He was in a he was in a one of the motorized carts going around a Russian <laughs> supermarket eating donuts. And then he woke up one day, and he was still three hundred pounds. He had just grown two and a half feet. And then he was like, "I grew up to the NBA." I, I did think it was funny. I'm gonna have to watch that now. And it's Which, good. And th- th- there's some good performances. And it's funny, but like, but there's he, there's moments where you're just like, oh, are we oh we're doing this thing now. Like at the end, and it's like, and Michael Jordan went on to win six NBA titles. He's the greatest basketball player of all time. And then there's like another thing, and it's like some people think he's the greatest competitive athlete to ever walk the earth. And I'm like, whoa, he took a leap there. <laughs> I don't remember. I don't remember Michael Phelps quitting the Olympics because he's mentally and physically exhausted. Yeah, well, for sure. Well, obviously that'll lead us to the Lakers Warriors game six. And obviously LeBron had a hell of a game. What do you have? 39 and nine. Yeah. Straight beast mode, taking the ball to the hoop. And you know, I'm watching this and I'm just thinking, like, I just at what point, like, I don't even care about the GOAT discussion. Like, I'm just going to put that on the side for a second. Yeah. How can you watch that game and just not be in all slash appreciative of a 38-year-old doing this against the defending champ, a team that's won four titles in eight years? It's like, it, it was. it's fun to watch. If you like sports, I don't care what sport. If you like sports, it's the same way I felt seeing Brady win a Super Bowl with the Bucs. You're like, holy shit, this is happening at this age. How can we not just appreciate this? The the This playoff run and this series against the Warriors specifically, again, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to agree with what you said. Is like, let's put the GOAT thing on the side. Forget that. As everybody knows, I, I have believed LeBron James is a GOAT for about as long as we've been doing this show. So my mind is made up. Let's leave that on the side for now. I think the thing about what LeBron James is doing in this playoff run and specifically in the series against the defending champs, a super talented team plays a certain way that he has a history with, et cetera. The thing that I appreciated about this and I think is fascinating to watch is something that we've been talking about the last couple of weeks was like, the way he's sort of a coach on the floor, like almost beyond a coach on the floor, like he's the way he's directing people, the way he's essentially just he's running the game. And it's becoming more and more now that every single NBA player has a podcast that they record from the locker room after the game is becoming more and more like discussed, like, Steph Curry and Draymond talking about like, oh my God, dude, you got like when you watch the way this dude talks to his teammates, the way this dude knows what we're going to do before it happens. The part of this run to me is this conservation of energy where he's not going full tilt all the time so that he can go full tilt on chase down blocks where he can go full tilt in transition on offense, the way he's managing his team. 
what the the goat discussion aside, what this um, performance has shown me, or like kind of reinforced for me, is some people just simply don't have the basketball IQ to even appreciate what LeBron's doing for his team outside of the box score. When like when we talk about all the things we've talked about on this show so far, LeBron James straight up closes out that series if he's on the Sixers. Like they don't fucking Doc Rivers doesn't get out coached because Doc Rivers doesn't need to fucking coach when you have LeBron James. You know what I mean? Like yeah. we don't have that. And and that's something that like no one I think that there's just there's just like a good chunk of the basketball watching population that just like don't see the things that LeBron James is doing in this playoff run that is making it possible for the seventh seed Lakers with Austin Reeves as their third option to be where they are to have dethroned the defending champs. Then when he goes and puts 39 and nine up there at home so that they don't have to go back to San Francisco. So they don't have to play a game seven so they can do all stuff. Then people go, Oh, so like his first game of series, it's like, dude, you're just like, not, it's cool. Like, I'm glad you're watching, but if you can't see the, the next level of it, then just like admit that just be like, Oh, I, I watch. I play fantasy basketball. I watch box scores. Cool. That's cool. Well, well, that that sounds like the person that would say this. His points per game is the second lowest of his career in the playoffs. That's the person who just looks and says, he's which by the way is funny because you know what? He's averaging 23.4 points a game, 10 rebounds, 5.3 assists. It's like that's the person who's like, he's only averaging 23 points a game. But it's it's again, it's the it's the you know. Which, what by the I way, think, is great for a 38-year-old in the 20th year. What I think is so – what I saw from the beginning, from game one of the series against Memphis, what I saw from the beginning, and I thought it was – I think it's like the coolest thing, is that LeBron knows – when I watch game one, LeBron knows, listen, our goal is a title. Mm-hmm. Our goal isn't just getting through Memphis. You know, my legacy isn't, oh, LeBron made it to the second round. It's not overachieving. I don't, no one's going to give me any fucking, you know, flowers for upsetting the two seed. No one's going to give me flowers for upsetting the two seed and then upsetting the Warriors. Like at this point in my career, all I care about is winning and all anybody cares about is can I do it again? They don't give a shit what seed I am. I could be the 25th seed in the league. If I upset the one seed, it doesn't matter if it happened in the first round. So what I saw from game one in Memphis is him being like, if I don't get all these guys involved and confident and playing with the belief that, that any of them can have the game where they take over, then we have no shot of winning the title. 
And so sometimes he's sitting in the corner and sometimes he's facilitating and sometimes he's letting Austin Reeves cook. And sometimes he's letting Anthony Davis do his thing. And sometimes he's giving Lonnie Walker the fourth, the ball in clutch time in fourth quarter, because he's like, dude, I'm going to need, I am outmanned against the best teams in the league. And unless I get my guys playing at a certain level, like I've got no shot. So I think that's more impressive to me than I hate to say it when it comes to the goat argument, but it's more impressive to me than putting up 63 points in a loss where you get swept. Yeah, no, for sure it is. 100% it is. You know, it's like, cool. Michael Jordan scored the most points in a playoff game in history. He got swept in that series. 100%. No, without a doubt. And, and I know we have these discussions all the time, but like, I mean, I just have to say it. I mean, I mean, the Lakers teams, Kobe's last three years were terrible. They're I absolutely mean, terrible. The, 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 forget, again, forget the fact that nobody in the history of the NBA has even played at this level at this no, age. It's not even close. And, and, and I guess it just boils down to haters at this point, you know. And we already knew that. It's just like, that's why I said, uh, put that to the side. Just appreciate that's what, what I'm saying. Put the goat thing to the side, like a, a, like on a year-to-year basketball thing. Like, appreciate what this dude's doing in this year with this team. And also, like, they're they're fun to – dude, it's team basketball, man. Because it obviously, has to be. He, but, he's not 33-year-old LeBron James anymore. There was a time where he could go, I don't need it to be team basketball. I'll lead yeah. everybody in every stat and will win. And I would argue that's the common denominator of all four of these teams remaining. It's team basketball. Now, obviously, Tatum had 51. Jokic had 50 in a game. But these teams, like you're saying, I mean, Austin Reeves had, what, 23, 24 last game? You have guys who can contribute. You have Lonnie Walker who comes in and has 15 points in the fourth quarter. It's like, it's team basketball. You have all these guys in the heat. I mean, it's... That's why these teams are the last four remaining. Like, if you want to watch team basketball the way it should yeah. be played. Absolutely. I mean, look at look at the and, – and it's sort of because we went through that run where it was super team, super team, super team. And a lot of teams figured out that the way to beat those teams that do that is have a star – have a star and a half, but be fucking loaded in role players. Again, nothing to me shows that you're a casual basketball fan more than using the 2011 Mavs as some sort of, oh, you love, it's like, dude, that team, like, again, come at, because if you have money out there and you want to make the 2011 Mavs documentary with me, let's go. Like, that was the, the the perfect definition, right? You have a star, and then you had not role players, but like great role player bonanza on that team. You know, you have Ty- Tyson Chandler, who's going on to win Defensive Player of the Year. You have Sean Marion, who's like a fucking however many time All Star and a great wing defender. And you have wing defender on wing defender on wing defender, and then Terry, you have a great spot up shooter. Have, 
Terry and Paja, yeah. two of the th- great three-point shooters of all time. Jason Kidd, who became a great sh- three-point shooter late in his career. Jason Kidd, who's a floor general. You do that. And, that, and that's how teams in the last 10, 15, 10, let's call it yeah. 10 years, have figured out if we're going to beat the Steph Curry Warriors, if we're going to beat a LeBron James Cav, we're like we're going to have to do it by being like, we have a couple of great guys, but we have to be more consistent top to bottom. And if you look around right now, the Warriors were top heavy. The Warriors had Steph. Then they fell off because Jordan Poole didn't play well. And Clay, Clay man, Clay Jesus. Was, I mean, Clay had his big games. And when he had his big games, they would blow out teams. And when they didn't have his big games, they were done. Look at the Sixers, top heavy, two stars, two and a half stars in Maxi falls off pretty significantly after that look at the suns KD and booker falls off pretty significantly after that you look at these teams like Jokic gets everybody involved lebron gets everybody involved jimmy butler gets everybody involved the celtics probably have the best top to bottom lineup of all of them yeah we would call about the heat and the heat run i'm gonna play it real quick once again, hotline is 310-359-8365. Give us a shout. Hey, guys. What's going on? Your favorite Miami third ball, Jose. Um, looks like the, uh, the, East, the East is settled. It's going to be Miami and Boston once again. And uh, let me just say Jalen Brunson. Uh, Nick's got to find a way to pair someone else with him that's not Julius Randle. Let's leave it at that because I know Joe's going to bash on him. I'll show on Monday, but um, yeah. Um, so what do you guys think? Because I already think that this Heat run to the Conference Finals is probably the craziest run by by an eight seed ever. Um, because you know the Knicks run in '99, it was it was a shortened season, over fifty game season. So if the Heat make the final somehow, if they upset Boston and make the final somehow. Do you think this is the craziest like underdog? finals slash championship game run in like any other major sports. Yeah. All right. That's about it guys. Um, have a good one. And, uh, yeah. Uh, good luck to Julius Randall. Cause, uh, <laughs> Joe's going to scorch you. Well, let's do this. A couple things. First of all, I don't know what to say about Julius Randall that I haven't already said for since the day he got traded or for, since the day they signed him in free agency. There's no, I, I, there's nothing more for me to say about Julius Randle that I haven't already said. There's a lot of people since the Knicks lost on Friday that are having their angry Julius Randle isn't the guy take. And to those people, I say, welcome to the fucking party, pal. I've been here for a while. The water's warm because I've been pissing in this hot tub for four years. Like, I don't, I don't know what else I personally can say that I haven't already said I went to war on Twitter when they signed him after freeing up two max contracts with the Perzingis trade. I went to war with people for years. I have said, this is not the guy I have said. This team has no future. If he is the, is the, the, the go-to guy on offense, I have said Julius Randall has an alpha problem. I've said the Knicks have an alpha problem. I have 
taken a million shots at Julius Randle, who thinks he's the guy who should have the ball in a closing moment. Uh, we can shit on the that that turnover by Jalen Brunson. I'll go so far as to say, yeah, it's a bad turnover. Jalen Brunson is gonna be fucking is he's gonna kill himself all day. Also, Julius Randle cut to the fucking basket. The weakest, shittiest, half-ass cut I've ever fucking seen. So there's nothing more for me to say about Julius. Like, you know, if you're a New York sports talking head the last couple of days, do it. I've been doing it. I've been doing it. When LeBron James, I don't want to say when because I actually don't think it's going to happen. But if LeBron James were to win this title and there would be guys all over the place going, well, that's it. He's the GOAT now. Guys, I've been here. I, I don't need to do the fucking Julius Randle takedown thing. I've been doing the Julius Randle takedown thing since he signed with the Knicks. So uh, we'll leave that Julius Randle thing at that. He stinks. And he is not the guy. And the Knicks do not have a future with him in a forefront role on the team. If the Heat get to the NBA Finals, if they get through Boston, this is the craziest run of an underdog in my lifetime in sports that I know. I don't know if hockey team, some eight seed hockey teams gone on to win the championship. I don't know if some, eight I think seed, the like, Kings did a few years ago. Yeah. Cool. I don't know. Hockey. We'll get Ryan on to talk about that, you know, next week or something like that. But, um, in baseball, there's, well, hold on. there's less rounds. It's not as impressive in football. It's one game. You're not playing seven game series. What's your Giants? I mean, but still, they won four games. Like you know, I, I love the Giants. Eighteen, but, but my I, point I is, love the Giants. But if if the if if that if that Super Bowl against either of those Patriots teams are seven game series, how often do you think they come out on top? Yeah, that's fine. But like, they beat an eighteen and zero team when they went. What they go in that year? They were six seed or were they five seed? They were six seed, I believe. Yeah. That's the equivalent of an eight seed. Yeah, I know, but I'm saying because of the series situation. I got gotcha. you. I mean, I th- obviously, yeah, it's it's the most impressive if they make it to the finals, especially they, let's not forget, they had to do the playing game. Again, they lose two of their players. Like, you know, it, it's, I mean, dude, Jimmy Butler's fun to watch, man. He's fun to watch, and I don't know what gets into him in the playoffs, but playoff Jimmy, that is a thing. (laughs) Like, that is a real thing, man. He's just a boss. And and, and I like, I think he's likable. I know he's had some problems, but I think he's a likable person just in general. Did you see, have you seen the video of him talking about the Jimmy Butler coffee thing that happened in the bubble? The coffee shop? Yeah, basically, Jimmy Butler just explained i saw a video of it the other day he just basically explained that it was a ponzi scheme he basically just said he created a fucking bubble coffee fucking company because all the guys got a stipend of cash and they had to spend it inside the bubble and so he started selling them coffee and they were all getting paid in stacks of hundreds and he knew they wouldn't have change so he was selling people hundred dollar cups of coffee it's funny i knew about the coffee shop i actually yeah, because it was a thing during the bubble. Everybody was like, Jimmy Butler's got a fucking coffee business. He started in the bubble. But I, but I read, actually, they did a story on him in the Wall Street Journal today. Um, and it was actually a really good editorial on him. But didn't he, did I read this correctly? Didn't he open a coffee shop now? Yeah, probably. 
with his fucking money that he fucking made in the bubble selling people selling NBA guys $100 cups of coffee. I didn't know about that. That's that's absolutely hilarious. Yeah, he founded his own coffee company, Big Face. It was just him walking around the bubble with an espresso machine plugging it in, dude. And he supposedly was was smashing uh your girl, Rachel Nichols. Yeah. Right? That yeah. was the that was the rumor. That yeah. was the rumor. There was a little little bubble action. I'm going. Jimmy Butler in Rachel Nichols, ESPN. <laughs> I like that. Yeah, man. That was uh he dude, he's a boss. Like yeah. I'm obviously rooting for the Heat. I've been rooting for them. I like the underdog stuff. I like Butler. Where do, be- your, where do your where do your rooting interest lies in terms of Andy Ruther, uh, famous Bandy Andy fandom? That's something you've coined. I'm not. I'm um, not. It, rank in order the teams you'd like to see win it. Uh, Lakers, same. Heat, okay. Because of Butler, although Denver, I'd like Denver. Denver, yeah. Denver's. I got real- Lakers, Denver, Heat, Boston, and then Celtics. I mean, Denver's never been to a finals. And again, I believe their last two conference finals were against the Lakers. So yes. the Lakers kind of have a little history on them. Yeah. Yeah. There's that, there's that Laker juju on them that kind of has a little curse going there. So, I want to see Jokic uh, take the MVP trophy out of Embiid's hands like he took the ball out of the Suns owner's hands. <laughs> that's hilarious. <laughs> Yeah, man. I, I like like it should be it should be fun. Again, you have some interesting matchups. Somebody somebody put into the, one of the AI machines, Nikola Jokic stripping Joel Embiid of the NBA MVP trophy. I mean, talk about a thing that fucking aged like milk over the course of like a week and a half. What's that? The, Joel Embiid NBA MVP. Yeah. I know. It, it's crazy. I mean, I, I like I said before, I di- just I didn't even think it was gonna like I was pretty open and 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 vocal that I thought Jokic was gonna win. Um, so I was I was shocked. I know with the thrill, oh, we don't give we can't give it to a guy three times. I was shocked that it, that even that happened. But goddamn, it's not like Embiid made a good fucking case for it. No, he made a terrible case. And 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 the Sixers are throwing each other under the fucking bus all over the place. PJ Tucker is fucking calling him out in press conferences, and then he's saying him and Harden can't do it alone. Like, dude. Well, there was more to that quote. I know that quote got blown up. The bead one. There, there, the full context. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know, but he still said it. And the and the the PJ Tucker quote isn't in full context still feels like he's saying, Hey, Joel Embiid just not, not going hard enough in, in the clutch, in the crunch time. Yeah. Well, obviously there's some, there's some turmoil there and it just doesn't seem like every, all the pieces fit well, including the coach, which we've discussed. I, I didn't have much faith in the Sixers. Like I said, in that series, I thought it might go seven. And it did, but, I don't know. It's just like Embiid doesn't. How do I put this? 
he just doesn't strike me as like a championship winning guy. I, I either does Harden. I, I don't know if I sound like an asshole, but like they just I'm basing this off nothing, by the way. Absolutely nothing. They just don't strike me as championship type players. I think with Embiid and he needs more of Jimmy Butler in him. He also needs a little more Jokic. Either like the thing with Jokic is you're taking over or you're getting your guys good shots. And Embiid's kind of just like, eh, I'm not taking over, but also you figure it out. He's not giving guys the ball in position where they're like, oh, I'm I'm passing up on like the the three where he's doubled and he kicks to the corner to James Harden to win that one game. That's that like we've everybody fucking jizzed on themselves. Like, oh man, he fucking recognized the double. He he saw he saw Jalen Brown coming and closing on him, and he knew he had Harden in the corner and he missed. Dude, Jokic makes it 60 times a game. Yeah. I know. Maybe they should uh maybe they should all get together with John Morant and figure some stuff oh, out. John Morant. Jeez. Bro. I can't believe we made it this far in the show without talking about fucking Annie Oakley. I I, <laughs> I was taking a uh like my morning shit yesterday. And I was like, what? I just see John Morant trending. I'm like, and then I'm like, I see the video and I'm like, what? Like I caught it basically right as it was leaking. Cause I was also up early, like with my daughter. And I'm just like, what the, he, he did it. Like I, Yosemite I, I, Morant. He did it again. Yeah. I mean, that's what he is. And, and it's, what's, it's just so fucking pathetic. It's childish, kid. man. Um, I think you're gonna like, yeah. Here, here's the video, but but like it's like, like you know, he's rapping with his boys, whatever. He's just hanging, chilling. They're doing an Instagram live, and, <laughs> and it's like, why are you pulling out the gun? Like your tweet said on Dirty Sports, and dude, no one asked you to pull out a gun. Yeah, no one. I think you're going to like this uh, this um, take I have on this, Andy. So we talked about um, his, like, fake gangster shit the Wanks last that. time this happened. Yeah. yeah. Demetrius, that's his name. Demetrius. He, he so wants to be a thug. He so wants it. And first of all, that's just, like, sad, dude. Like, you're from a fucking good family. You're in the NBA. You're super rich. Like, why is this even a part of something that you, like, need so fucking badly? Like, why do you need so badly? You, you just feel like a fake. You feel like other guys clown on you because you're fucking, like, whatever. But it's like, who cares, dude? You think fucking people didn't clown on fucking J.J. Reddick? For being a fucking white guy from Duke. He's also a fucking probably hundred millionaire at this point who had a great career in the NBA. Like who gives a shit? But the the thing about this is, are you up? Are you up caught up on a succession? I am. So I'm not going to do any spoilers, but I'll tell you what this. So the thing about succession that reminds me of John Morant is when you watch Succession, these are supposed to be literally some of the richest people on planet Earth. 
There's no Maybox. There's no Gucci fucking sunglasses. There's no fucking like they're so fucking rich. And and this is part of the costume design of the show, part of the tone of the show is they're never in fucking rich people brands because at some point you get so fucking rich. You're beyond that. You never even see the characters on succession pay for anything ever. You've never seen them pay for anything ever. One time in their whole fucking life. They don't pull out a credit card. They don't have fucking stacks of cash because here's the thing. The guy who's got the fucking stack of cash that he's fucking dancing with is trying to show that he's rich. A guy who never has to pull out even a credit card to pay for something is truly rich because people go, we know where to fucking send the bill. Yeah. John Morant is the girl in succession who shows up with the fucking Burberry bag that they make fun of for the a whole episode. The fucking they're, yeah. they're, they're mocking the girl who has a rich person's item, but she's around people that are so rich that it actually looks fucking sad and fake. John Morant has a ludicrous capacious bag. You know what I mean? She, he is just constantly trying to show how hard he is. And all it makes him do is be not hard at all. Dude, you're in the NBA. You're fucking rich. No one gives a shit that you want to be a fucking thug after you made it there. Like, stop flashing your Burberry bag, dude. It's pathetic. And people are talking about you like you're a fucking dork. Would the equivalent be like bougie? Is it like that what you're saying? Like with succession? It's like like trying to create the like like you have the wealth. Like he's he's just like he's tr- he wants to seem like a thug so hard that he's like he's a guy who shows up in a fucking sports car with a big fucking Gucci sh- fucking sweater on with the whole thing flashing money. You're like, dude, we get it. You're rich, but you're insecure about being rich. Meanwhile, if you look at the fucking people on succession, black hat, not a fucking, not a brand on their whole fucking body, never holding fucking cash, never holding money. Like they're actually rich. You're not a thug, dude. You want us to believe you're a thug so hard, but you're not. I know, but I don't stop it. But I don't get it again. It's like, dude, I don't care. Like you have guns, whatever. Like that doesn't bother me. Like, but, but you're again, after Examining his history, you, you didn't come from that. Like, let's not forget, but dude. That's your, what he's dude, your parents, about. your parents live next door to you. Like, this is a fact. Your parents, which that's a good thing. You're close with your parents. That's not a negative thing, draw. Hey, you have a great he's relationship. Secure about it, dude. Because people yeah. fucking probably, you know, he he's insecure about being like I'm a fucking dork. Like you, you, you want to live next to your parents? That's cool. I think that's great. You want to be near them? That's not a problem. But like, don't be buying a, a big ass house of your parents right next door to you. And, and, and in the video, if you see in the video, his buddy even is smart enough to know he doesn't know he's pulling out the gun. He instantly pulls the camera away and, you know, goes on the ground. Like, 
his his buddy even knows what like what are you doing? We're just we're just guys hamming it up, you know, in a car listening to a song like friends do. And and again, you- it's the same. It's a it's the same thing as I'm talking about with money. With it's like you think John Gotti ever held a gun when he was a fucking he was a mob boss. You think he ever had a gun on him when he was a mob boss? You think he ever had a fucking gun on his persons? No, he was in a car with four dudes who all had a lot of guns, and the trunk was full of guns, and like he had fucking body. Like you even holding a gun. At your level means you're trying too hard. Dude, you're not a fucking thug. And if you were fucking, if you were so fucking tough and so baller and so boss, you'd never even touch a gun. You would pay a man for the hit. You remember when P. Diddy fucking got the gun charge and the guy just went to jail for P. Diddy? The guy was just like, yeah, it was my gun. He was like, oh, no, it was my gun. And they were like, dude, I don't think so. I think it was P. Diddy's gun. He's like, no, it was mine. I'll go to jail. I'm going to jail. And they were like, dude, I don't think you should do that. He's like, no, I'm good. I bet yeah. you that dude I bet you that dude is rich as fuck now. It's just, it's just not needed, and it sucks because like, this is going to be a serious suspension, man. Because he's stupid and insecure. Ja, do you remember, dude, when we watched that tournament? I said, I'll take Ja one. He's amazing. He's amazing, but he's insecure and stupid. I would go even, you know, and if we scaled it more of the insecure, it's just like you're letting, which, which is interesting to me because I think the NBA, I, I would argue, and, and, who, and I, I don't know how you could calculate this. I bet that the background of NBA players is pretty diverse. Now, it's obviously predominantly black, but I'm saying I, I do think this. I think the background of of where guys come from, you know, there's the Grant Hill type guy who came from a, a family with money because his dad, you know what I'm saying? Like you have all and then you have the guys who grew up pretty Steph rough. Curry, Clay Thompson, fucking Euro guys. That's like, what the, yeah, I'm, that's uh, what I'm saying. Like, like, and then and then you have like uh a Jimmy Butler, whose mom threw him out at 13, and then his friend's family raised him. Like you have a my, the argument I'm saying is, what are you trying to showcase? His, his, his dad wouldn't even talk to him because he was too busy, busy making propaganda documentaries about himself. Like, like what? Like what? Like, what are you doing? I, I don't. I don't under. Who are you trying to flex for? Is my question. If I like, who is it? Other NBA guys who maybe had some some rough upbringings. Is it non NBA guys? Who, what image are you trying to put out is what I'd ask him for, for who and why it's, but it's just insecurity. It's not even really about that. It's like, I always, this is something with like, you know, like you see, you see women who do like the fucking, they get plastic surgery or they get their lips done or they put on the makeup and they do this and they're fucking dieting or whatever. And you're like, who are you doing that for? You're not doing it for guys. We don't give a shit. Like, you know what I mean? Like guys are just like, what do your boobs look like? <laughs> like, look, look on the internet. Like the fucking guys don't give a shit about all that stuff, but girls do it because they're insecure how they look with to other girls. Yeah. I, I, like when a guy gets, 
ready to go out and he he's like i'm going to the bar i'm gonna meet some women i'm gonna blah 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 you like you're putting on your fucking cologne you're doing your hair or whatever if you were like me and the boys are going to go watch basketball at andy ruther's place and eat fucking domino's pizza there'd be sweatpants there'd be mesh shorts there'd be hats like no one's fucking trying but you tell a woman she's going out to brunch with other women Okay, you better you better block off six to seven hours for her to get ready. And that's John Morant. He's insecure about how he feels with other NBA players. Not how he feels to you and me. Other NBA players think he's a fucking dork. Or probably they probably don't even. He just thinks that they do. So I'm, his I'm... insecurity is ruining his life. I mean, it is. It's it's next level. That's that's what's so mind blowing because he is so good. Like like on like, the court, if he so uh, um uh, if he doesn't know his buddy's live, right? He doesn't know his buddy's live. What the fuck is that? If he doesn't know he's live, yo, bro, send me that video where I flash that fucking gun. I'm gonna put it in my camera roll. Bro, why do you want video of you rolling around in a car with your boy flashing? I'm like, what is this? I mean, what are they saying? I'm trying to look now. You know, we got eight games before. They're saying. I, I don't know. Like. Is, like, is this a 50 game suspension? You you are ruining your life. Not just the not just the contract you have with Memphis. Your endorsement deals, man. Dude, his shoe came out in March. His the jaw one, which are sick, by the way, came out in fucking March. Yeah, we need more Jaw Morant, the basketball player, and less Jaw Rule. Because Jaw Rule was kind of a bitch too, wasn't he? Like Ja Rule is kind of a wankster too, right? Stop naming your kids Ja. <laughs> I don't know. I just I still can't believe it. It sucks, man. It's it's just like I look forward to Ja's mom. Leave poor Jeffrey alone. <laughs> I look forward to Ja's dad walking over and grounding him and doing Instagram live videos from his bedroom. Like, Dad grounded me. He's like just holding up the gun. Dad grounded me. Fuck this guy. I mean, I just like, dude. But but you know what's crazy? Okay, so we have the old Instagram when Ja was a kid that we looked at, which is hilarious. What what's insane to me is that the 12-year-old the 12-year-old Ja Morant is the same as the 23 year old you know what i'm saying like like the maturity level dude you're 12 you do stupid stuff whatever but like you haven't you haven't matured you're still trying to put out that image i don't know man and like i hate to always bring it back to this but like the point is like like lebron went through all this shit and, and Ja was never hyped like lebron like like it's a pretty clean image is my point. Like going through this stuff, you know, like you didn't have to be a poser 
And that's what Jaw is at this point. I don't know. Why has he got the my other question is like, why like why are the, the guns are really handy? Like, like what are you what are you worried about, man? Oh, he's not worried about anything. He's never shot at anybody in his whole fucking life, and he never will. I don't even get me. So I listen when we don't fuck. I'm not even going to fucking go down the path. The next thing you know, there's a red feet of people for you. I'm not even going to start on like the fucking little dickness and the insecurity of the fucking of people who have fucking guns for fucking absolutely no purpose whatsoever. But 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 OK, so so but hold on real quick. My John thing is, is a multi point is that's the thing you brought up succession dude you have the money to just hire security which is fine like if you're worried about people coming after you because you have money that's fine like that's what i'm saying succession they have security detail i'm sure everywhere shack goes he's got a security guard even though shack's a massive dude he's got security yeah john Morant doesn't have a gun for fucking security he has a gun because he likes to play with fucking guns and feel like he's a fucking cowboy I fucking said it the other day. Like people go, I have my gun for a fucking home invasion. I have a dog that barks the second somebody fucking comes within five feet of the door. And then people fucking go, oh, it sounds like I don't want to go in there. You don't have a fucking gun for your home invasion. You have a gun because you like have a fucking pew, pew, pew. I like well, guns. I mean, well, somebody Sam. I don't, I don't mind if somebody had a gun. That doesn't bother me if somebody has a gun for a home invasion. I'm but what I'm saying why are you is showing it I'm, all what I'm saying is it's a bullshit. John Morant doesn't have a gun for his protection either. Yeah. There's a fucking la laundry list of things that will protect you better than fucking carrying your fucking gun in your car while you and your buddy fucking rap along. But we don't even know if he's carrying it for protection. Like maybe that but I'm saying that would be what he says he has it okay. for, right? You would assume. But we, but we know he doesn't have it for that. We know that he has it because he likes to hold it. Which is fine, but like you gotta use your head, man. Oh boy. Ja, ja, ja. Demetrius. Gotta sit him down. It's crazy, man. He's fucking I ruining his life because he fucking likes flashing a gun. The fuck are you, dude? It's like a fucking guy who takes his dick out in public. Hey, 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 hey. I was that guy. No, but I'm just saying, can you imagine? <laughs> no, I'm talking about like in college. I was that guy. Who no, but I'm parties. I'm but I'm I'm legit yeah. saying, can you imagine? Like it's could you imagine right now if Jalen Brown was suspended for the second time because he keeps whipping his cock out on Instagram? Yeah, well, I, I I don't like I don't even know like I don't know what he needs or if he just needs professional help or, or what he like a psychologist or what he needs. But uh, you got to figure it out, man, because at the end of the day, you really are ruining your life. Seems like what he needs is a 50 game suspension. And then never to be fucking with guns anymore. What did Gilbert Arenas get? Wasn't he? Doesn't he get fifty games? I don't even remember. And listen, it's certainly not on the level of pulling a gun on somebody in your own locker room. But 
it is again, it's the same thing as they said with Draymond Green when he gets fucking technicals, like and then this Benjamin, it's based on you know, past actions. Dude, it's bad for the NBA for you to whip your piece out on social media. So they fucking told you that. They suspended you. They made you do an interview where you talked about how you learned something. They made you go to fucking fake rehab. And then you did it again. Not even two months later. That's what's crazy about it. Just a couple months later. Or no, it's probably three months later, but whatever. He has never shot someone. He will never shoot someone. But boy, does he like to fucking imagine it. And he's going to see this and... Josh gonna go out and commit a murder because he saw you say that. I mean, like, that's kind that's of how like, he thinks. That's that's kind of like the next iteration of it. It's like, dude, are you are you that fucking insecure about being a fucking dork or whatever? Like, are you gonna shoot somebody to like prove that you're hard? I mean, I think it is. I think that's like the next iteration. It really is. It's like I am tough. I'm gonna pull up on somebody. I'll show you Joe Prano. Well, regardless. What's up, bro? Come on, come on over, Ja. He'll see my gigantic guard dog and be like, you know what? I'm good. Unbelievable. It's really unbelievable. What do you think about the new version of the match? Have you seen this? It's gonna be Kelsey. Travis Kelsey, Patrick Mahomes, Clay Thompson, and Steph Curry. I think this is the one of the weaker ones they've had. I mean, I like it because it's just the dudes. You know what I mean? It's like the 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 golfers in it. Like, uh, I'll say this: the one that was just the golfers to me is the worst. I didn't mind. I didn't mind um, Barkley and Mickelson. That was that was super fun. Um, I didn't mind, you know, when you have the Peyton Manning and whatever, but to me, like, I like the golfer pairing with the athlete far and, but I would take the four athletes over the four golfers. Like, I just like, dude, that's what the PGA tour is for. Like, I get it. We'll watch you guys play fucking golf. Um, I don't know. It's kind of the, the matchups are kind of cool. Like, I mean, listen, I'll, I'll watch it, but it's not like I'm like, when like, I don't know when the fuck it is. I don't know what month it's in, you know, but I'll watch it. I think it's, uh, let's see here. It's June 29th at the okay. win. 12 holes. I, uh, what was I going to say? Oh yeah. I was going to say this before I forget. Will, will Jackson Mahomes be there? No, him and Ja are riding together somewhere. <laughs> Just fucking. I mean, right. I, it, it, it's it's not it's not not a uh, it's not a super different situation, is it? Jackson Mahomes and Ja Morant. Well, you think you think about it. Everybody like Ja's insecure about being a fucking, you know, polo shirt wearing yeah. prep school kid. So he's fucking whipping his piece out. We all know what the internet says about Jackson Mahomes. And then suddenly he's like, I'll show you. I'll make out with chicks, man. <laughs> yeah, I never. That is a good point. Yeah. 
I'm not. Like, uh, not I'm not like gay. That, I'm not gay. I'm gonna sexually assault women. Wait, that's not, not gay. how it works. Watch me pull this girl's hair and force myself on her. And they're like, "No, dude, that's not how." Yeah. He's like, "Isn't that like, aren't I like a straight caveman kind of guy?" <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yeah, uh, not fooling anybody. It's like uh, I have. I have a. I have a neighbor who is. Hope he doesn't watch on here. He's a hundred percent gay. Like older dude. Do you there's anything wrong with that? Exactly. I don't care, dude. You be you. I actually feel sorry for him, but he because he lives in Cincinnati. No, whatever. It's fine, dude. Like, but he is over the top with the sexual stuff, not just to me, to other male neighbors, female neighbors. That was the joke I was told when I moved here. They're like, have you met him? And it's like, dude, I don't know you. And you're talking aggressively sexual stuff. And you're like 70. And you talk like, the, I mean, I mean, I'm not even exaggerating. Like, like in a pink shirt. And he's like, oh, she's disgusting. Look at those saggy titties. And I'm like, dude, it's a, it, he is an episode of Curb Your Enthusiasm. <laughs> that's how all the neighbors go. That's, that's the best way to describe it. And, and you, you would like, you would laugh. <laughs> If you heard the things he was saying and you're just like, dude, you ain't like, I feel bad for you. You ain't fooling like married two kids. Uh, but like, you're just so like, he's not openly gay. No. Oh, that's my point is like the Jackson Mahomes is he's just like, bro, I'm walking my dog. I run into you. You're walking. Oh, I your see what you're saying. You're saying he's over aggressively with like the sexual stuff toward women. Oh, it's it's next level. Oh, dude, that was my that. I mean, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna name names, but you remember I had a friend that in L.A. who was like questionable, and I said when I first moved to L.A., I was like, oh, what's uh, what's L.A. on Halloween like? And he was like, oh, it's just a fucking a bunch of fucking gay dudes with their cocks out. And I was like, what the? F who even says that? And then I was like, that seems like you're aggressively covering for something oh yeah that seems like the ja Morant flashing the gun 100 it, it reminds me of a <laughs> there was this dude at i was like i just asked if like people go out in like costume or whatever <laughs> there was this guy at 24 hour fitness um that like dude whatever like if you work out you just you know you, you in a way you get to know people sometimes if they're always at the gym at the same time and uh well i do small talk with this guy but Prano, his small talk quickly turned from just like normal small talk to being like, he's like, and he also was pretty feminine. He'd be like, I heard there's lots of gays down at the location. I know he was just feeling me out. He's like, I heard they're all down there just like sucking each other off at the location in Hollywood. And I was like, yo, I'm just trying to like use this bench press, bro. What are you talking about? And every time I'd see me, like, I keep hearing rumors that like at the so-and-so 24 hour, it's just, isn't it disgusting? And I'm like, Dude, are you basically uh, fishing to see if I'm like, actually, no, it's not. I partake in that. Like, I don't know what you're doing, but every time I see you, it gets really awkward and weird. Not as weird as the time John Travolta showed up, but hey, that's a whole other story, yeah. which I think I've told on there. Okay. This show kind of went off the rails here a little. Thank you, Ja. Title of the episode, Ja is Ruther's closeted gay neighbor. <laughs> <laughs> no. 
I'm not, I'm not going to do that. But anyway, let's, let's wrap it up. Give us a call. 310-359-8365. That is our hotline. I will be in Stanford, Connecticut, Andy. June 7th, Wednesday, June 7th. I hopped in there early because I was like, I wonder if people just bail halfway through our plugs. Uh, I'm in June. I'm in Stanford, Connecticut, June 7th, New York Comedy Club, Stanford. Come get your tickets right now. JoePrano.com forward slash shows for all shows. Uh, follow me on Instagram at JoePrano. Follow me on TikTok at JoePrano. Follow us on TikTok and Twitter and Instagram at The Dirty Sports. But yeah, bunch of shows coming up. Vegas, um, bunch of shows around LA, Stanford, New York, all the things. Follow me. Follow us. Follow Andy. Yeah, man. G- give me a uh, give me a shout. Their balls are, are uh, creeping in those DMs whenever you guys want, which I like. We'll support Miller Lite. Prono's rocking the Miller Lite gear today. Yeah, follow us at the Dirty Sports on all things social media, and we will uh, reach back out to you. 310-359-8365. Last time is the hotline. All right, guys, that is our show for today. We'll see you back on uh, Thursday. Have a great week, and as always, stay dirty.